everyone, welcome to Horrific Chats. In this segment, we talk to independent writers and creators to learn a little bit more about them and discuss their journey into horror. Tonight, we're joined by Tristan Hutchison, who's been a regular contributor to the show. Tristan, very good to meet you. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, having a busy weekend. I'm doing a lot of talking lately, so it's all fun. So, you've been us with... Uh, our podcast for quite a while now um you're actually one of the more popular episodes believe it or not um amara is definitely in the top 10 and like number two and bit shoot you know we'll, we'll go across a lot of uh different platforms and definitely up there so people really like your work so hopefully they're excited to get to talk to you and uh, hear a bit more what oh, makes good. you tick so what we, what we just want to talk about here, just the busy what got you into horror, what what sort of led you down the rabbit hole. Um, on your bio, you mentioned that your father's actually an author as well. Um, he writes children's books. Yes, he does. Yes, 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 yes he does. Was that much uh, of a, an influence? Yeah, he 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 writes. He has a certain he has a like a series with with a, with a monk monkey who teaches um like kids special like stuff like that um but like a lot of it like i said he uh when i was growing up he actually he actually uh said like a lot of like horror stories for me so that's probably what got me going you know was uh from actually the stories he told me when i was like was a kid sort of stories by the campfire or sort of spooky ones at night yes yep yep around the yep, campfire yep around the campfire Funny enough, um, our, our buddy Adams just started a series, um, Fireside Frights, where busy trying to re, uh, recapture that, you know, retell some of those stories that you would tell kids by the fire, you know, the, like they're only a couple of minutes long and get a bit of a boo at the end of it. It's good, uh, good hearing all that it's, um Yeah. <laughs> it just reminds you back. I can remember, my brain is terrible, I can't remember any of them. I uh, remember being, <laughs> when we went uh, with school trips and stuff, that would always be a thing, you know, everyone told a ghost story and flipped they're all out of my head. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah there's you know, a lot, 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 so was but, writing uh, yourself that's, that's like where my writing started from yeah is that, that's what I was going to say was, that, was the writing your decision to write did that just seem like a natural thing because it was already in the family or was there a particular thing that drew you to sort of create in that way uh, I think it was more in the family I guess really I mean like, I started like write, I started like writing when I was like I was a kid actually it was like came there like you know I got a I was born with a really big humongous, humongous imagination. So, like, you know, I used to write like fantasy. Fantasy is what I like, grew, up, grew up with. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't until like, I started reading Stephen King's book, that book that I actually got for. That's why she got me, got me to horror. Before it was like, I was writing a lot of fantasy with like dragons and stuff like that. You know? So, um, but like I said, sort of like writing, like reading like a lot of Stephen King's books, that's what got me into the actual horror industry pretty much yeah he kind of crosses the line though between fantasy and horror that's one thing i've noticed about him i know obviously the dark star series that's um yeah, fantasy I... book but all of all of his books do just borderline on it you know he brings that fantasy element into it so it's always a good way to bring people in what sort of fantasy authors did you read or what were your what sort of main influences um let's see i the series i know of is is, is Dragonlance. I'm not sure who wrote Dragonlance. I think there's a whole bunch of them. That wasn't Hobb, was it? Dragonlance series. Is that um, Robert Hobb? No, I don't know. It's, it was done by TSR, but I think they had like it was like a lot of like Star Wars. Like Star Wars, they had like a lot of like authors that do, that did that wrote it. You know, based on the like the to see the, the whatever series they had it was like you know. Um, but um, other than that, it was like Tolkien. I think was a. Uh, was a major author that I read a lot. He's kind of if you're uh, like if you're into reading uh, at all, you can't escape Tolkien. You're gonna you're gonna run across him. Um, there's an author called Mercedes Lackey. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she took part in an anthology. Um, it was the same thing. They had this world, and I never found the original series. I need to go and look it up. But basically, every chapter was an author telling a different story in that universe, 
It was really interesting because um, you get like a different take and a different character, but they've obviously got rules to follow by, if that makes sense. So it's still the universe mm-hmm. and you can still recognize it, but then each um, separate story in the anthology gave you a, kind of a different look and things. It was a really interesting way to go about it. I don't know, obviously, I read the Star Wars books before. Uh, it's all so, so before they were, mm-hmm. uh, they were no longer canon. You know what I mean? That was, uh, <laughs> the, God, how many? About forty or so books. I think by the time I just gave up after the prequels because it was like, ah, uh, can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a different step though into the horror genre. Um, well, I've, we've actually talked. I was actually talking about it last night in quite a few interviews. Other genres have rules. And you're kind of grounded when you go into this fantasy. There's the there's the magic rules. There's the hierarchy rules. There's the world building rules. You know what I mean? They're they're set because that's how the characters maneuver and that's how they deal with their problems. Um, same as science fiction, very uh, rule based. You know, mm-hmm. you you have to explain the technology, the world they're in. But with horror, you're kind of flying free. Have you have you noticed that yourself when it comes to writing? Um, I have actually, but like I said, a lot of my, not a lot of, for a lot of what I see writers are actually considered like thrillers that with, with the basis of like horror, but a lot of them are actually thrillers because, um, that, that's the, that's actually the style I actually go for is to thriller because there's like more than, you know, it's kind of like a onion. There's a lot of layers to it. That's pretty much what thriller, thriller is. Like Amara has, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of different things going on. It's like, you know, people are like saying, asking what's about, it's kind of hard to really nail it because like. Um, there's several things going on and see the same stuff, which is pretty much what a thriller does, you know. Um, like I said, there's their core concept is actually all it's also horror, obviously. But yeah, there's yeah, there's not there's not much like yeah, there's definitely not a different like way of you know, how you're supposed to write horror, you know, is it's pretty much whatever the writer writer also wants to do pretty much. Yeah, and a lot of people seem to argue about that. Scare, you know. A lot of people seem to argue about this is horror, this is not horror, but you can't with this genre, and that's why I personally love it and I don't think people should fight about it. It's not a thing to argue about. It's, you know what I mean? This is the whole genre. I'm, I'm going to take my little slice of it and go with it and hopefully enjoy the ride. You know, that's my kind of thought process. I don't understand, like, there's a lot of antagonism about what horror is. And uh, yourself, there's Steve and there's Mark, they're thriller writers who are, uh, contributed quite a lot to the podcast. But the, you all bring that horror element to it and I love it, you know, because it's, the most, uh, the worst uh, monster is the human one. Do you know what I mean? It's the supernatural and uh, that aside. But the most, the f- most frightening monster is the actual human, the one that could be your neighbor or live across the street. You just don't know, and that to me that yeah. makes it more exciting. You know, it's you just yeah, can't that's tell. definitely true. You know, yeah. As it says, then like I said, that's a uh, the one I'm actually writing right now. That's more pretty much more real as realistic as you can get pretty much that one is uh obviously i like this amara is more of a monster based uh concept and that's actually as a astral vampire is that one that's that it deals with um as well as um the concept of uh pretty much the end of like democracy so that's actually there's a lot of governmental policies and that goes along with that story as well but like i said that, that's like strictly monster basis whereas the protective which is what i'm writing right now that's more of a color slack flash hacker so that's why i'm trying to try to add to the horror stories because a lot of them they have right now are pretty much like old stories they're they have got up to the, the modern modernization it's not much to talk about the uh you know social media nothing of that is and all what they have right now there's been a couple of attempts at it but it's been yeah, you're right. They're, they haven't really. Um, I'm thinking of Unfriended, you know, in the movie scene, but nobody's really delved into the horrors of social media, which is so present in our society. Um, I've been privileged, obviously, to have read quite a bit of your recent work. You know, even though it's not released yet, it's very fast paced. You know, I mean, you can you're almost going along at the same pace as the characters, which is really yeah. uh, fantastic. You know, things are happening at the same time, so one character is coming into another scene that's just finished at the, in real time. That's really clever, which I uh, enjoy. But that's... People would try and say that's not horror because it it could come under... I mean, there's nothing wrong with crossing genres, I think. 
why why do you think it is that people are so stuck? No, that something must be one thing. It must fit in the box. When the whole art of storytelling is actually to break barriers and to get you to think and shake your world quite a bit. You know, I don't understand the mind process. Have you have you encountered people that have maybe argued with you about it? I haven't really had too much much people people saying about it. Like, 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 like that's the whole point. The whole purpose is to get people to read your stuff. So if you were to cross genres, you know, you'll get more readers to you. You know, some people more, some people want the horror. Other people want the actual, like, you know, like. Some people actually want to know the backstory of the actual villain. They want to know about him, not just, you know, okay, he's killing. Why is he killing? Why do you want to do this? You know, and that's what I'm, you know, a lot of my stories actually, a lot of the stories I'm writing actually have the backstory for the actual villain. The villain actually is a character. As much as the main character is, he's just got the, just as much parts as the main character is. So. Well, that's always, um. But yeah, like I said, I haven't really. The best villains are the ones that believe in what they do and have a reason for it. You know what I mean? The, the mustache twirling villain is a thing of the 30s. You know what I mean? That's been long gone and it doesn't work. You know, I'm just evil for the sake of it. You know, it's it's only parody now. But the most frightening villain is the one that actually has purpose. They believe in what they're doing. And even worse, they believe in what they're doing is right. <laughs> Do you know I mean? That's always the worst thing. So, they bring that into yeah. a book. And what I've seen so far, I don't know the character of the, of the main uh, villain at the moment. But I'm looking forward to finding out if that makes sense, and that's that's always good to yeah be intrigued with that. <laughs> but like yeah, Mara, he's he's uh, evil because he wants to be. He there's no no he doesn't you know his he thinks the way he's always doing is right. He wants to pretty much end life from as it is. That's you know, and that's his way of doing it. That's it pretty much. No, there's no you know he doesn't he doesn't care anything about anybody else. Enemies uh life or anything like that so god here we've all had those monday mornings haven't we you just wake up and you're like end it all <laughs> <laughs> just thankfully most of us don't follow through on it <laughs> yeah. what has um you're independently published author um is that correct what's that again sorry, sorry what was that I said you're an independently published author, is that right? You're not with a publisher? Yes, yes I am, yes I am, yeah. Yes. How have you um, found that journey and what has it made? Because obviously you're not new to the writing scene, you've got there's amazing support from your family, um, which is, you know, a great thing. So you kind of know the sort of industry. But what started your journey into independent publishing and how have you found it? Um, It's a little tricky, tricky, tricky at times. It's like, you know... um. Because you're pretty much working, you're, you're your own marketer, pretty much. Like, you know, you go, you'll go for traditional. Um, you've already got a company that's been doing it for a long time. So they're already trying to get to, you know, they got, there are already people already that follow them. So, you know, they, they publish a book, they do your cover design, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're automatically in the spotlight for people. If you do your, you know, if you're starting out as I am, you're not in the spotlight at all. You pretty much have to show people that, you know, this is what I write. Uh, you gotta show your branding. You know, you have to constantly do mark your own marketing to get the book out there to even get the audience. And even then, it takes takes time. You know, people are gonna just go buy your book for you know. You have to pretty much show them that you know you got your skill. And like, and unfortunately, a lot of a lot of people don't. A lot of people think that self-published people, people are amateurs and they just you know. But you know, some some of them are actually you know they actually pay for an editor. They actually have they actually edit the books. They do all the proper stuff that all the. Uh, you know, authors that all the traditional authors do, but they just don't have an agent that back comes up because some people would rather have more control over their work. Like, you know, if I was interested in getting an agent, um, but the problem is that a lot of times once you get that one, you could lose a lot of rights. Like, you can't, like, you know, I design my own covers because I'm a graphic designer, so I got the skill to do it. A lot of times, once you become, you know, traditional published, you lose your own, like, Rights to do cover your own covers. Okay? They make it for you, and like you just have to go along with that one. Uh, other times, they'll say what you can actually publish, what you can't publish. Uh, I like it this way, but I want it this way. It's like you know, this is not how it is. This is how the story is. You know, um, the only way I was actually wanted to get an agent because I'm actually going to the film industry, which uh, without the agent, you pretty much can't do anything with the with the larger production companies. Which Amara would actually need a larger production company to actually make it because there's so much like there's so much uh 
two super super special effects that have to actually be made into it actually to make to actually make Amara happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit of a. But uh, one thing I always say, um, just to make people, because obviously this is for the as well, and people maybe coming into this who have maybe skirted around the debate, there's no definitive answer. You know, I mean, this this whole series is about hearing people's experiences, so you, people can help make their own choice. And it doesn't mean what's right for you right now is going to be the same thing five years down the line. You know, or it doesn't mean it's the only option. That's uh, I'm trying to get away from this whole antagonistic debate of what's right and what's wrong because the important thing is the more people and voices we have out there creating, the better because we've seen the large companies and they're just swallowing everything up and media has just become so bland. You know, I mean, it's depressing. Uh, Hollywood, uh, you know, any bookstore yeah, or airport. Um, pick up one book and you may as well pick up them all. It's all exactly the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just between different covers, but it's all written the same. It's the same sort of language by the time it's heavily edited. You can almost guess the characters and who's going to do what. You know, it's it's really sad. And I'm a, I'm a bit of a campaigner for let's get more voices out there because we need it. Or else we're going to lose something as a as a race, a human race, you know, storytelling is our, is what makes us human. It's what separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. So if we lose that, we're stuffed. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I mean, that's the, the way things are going right now. It's kind of sad because like all Hollywood's doing is, they're, all they're really doing is remaking the same stuff over and over again because there's nothing original going this made. There's nothing, nobody's like, you know, look, like I got this going, oh, we're gonna go with this because you know it did well before, and like let's try to re- redo it or you know whatever. Yeah, or the franchise. The franchise is the worst thing because like how many sequels or spinoffs can we create out of this one idea? Just beat it to death, and it's like, oh, come on, man, give give us a break. You know, it's uh, it's actually a struggle for me to go to the cinema now. <laughs> I have to really yeah, I know. I was like... motivate myself uh, to go because it's like. I know what I'm going to get in front of me. Yeah, I know what you're like saying. You know, just just like end it now. Like you know, end the killer. You know, he, he's dead. Just kill him off. You know, he's... <laughs> just no, end it. There's no way, more. Or, there's always no way you do stuff. You know, one more. We can get one more uh, iteration out of this. Oh man, I agree. You know, I agree. Like, there's several like I can I can also like like the not to make make but it's fun of anything, but you know, for the longest time, Scream was known for like their newest, like making things newer snow. And I thought they were actually going to change up the newest one, but then they went, like, they brought a little bit of the modernized stuff in that one. Like, I was like, oh boy, okay, they're actually going to do it. And then, like, when they went back to the phone calls, I'm like, what? No, you know, like, <laughs> come on, guys, there's more ways of, there's more ways of stalking somebody than they're using a cell phone. It's like, go on to Facebook, you like, hello, I'm here, you know. <laughs> God, I only got as far as Scream 2 um, and I went to the cinema to see Scream 2 and I can't remember I couldn't tell you what the plot was or who it was I don't care honestly halfway through I... that movie I just zoned out it's a, it's a big debate it's actually an argument on this channel because the three of us Adam loves the Scream franchise and Cameron and I are like Nope, not watch it. He's like, go on, watch it. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> watch a new one. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's a good series. It's just, it's just, actually, it's like, just end it, you know? It's done. You've had your, you got your money from it, just end it, you know? It's kind of like Halloween, you know? He's, you know, I mean, I, I understand Blue Mouse is they're trying to make, breaking it to a different thing when all they are adding some dust to touch it with, but just like, it's like, just kill the villain off, you know? Kill him. Oh, yeah. You know, I tried watching. Out there, you know? God, I was talking about that. I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet. Um, there was about three opportunities I went to go. I was like nearly up and out of the house. I'll go and see this. And I was like, nah. Um, what was the other <laughs> one? No, it was a Halloween Kills. It's a Halloween. No, Halloween End is coming out. Isn't that right? Yeah, Halloween End is coming out. What's the one before? October. What was the one before? Halloween Kills is the one that came out last October. Isn't that right? Um, Halloween Halloween Kills was the one, one they just made recently last year, and I noticed like it was Halloween. I think what they oh they just called the Halloween, didn't they? The other one. No. Yeah, I think they tried to redo the one that was back in the uh, you know seventies that was made. Oh yeah, that was a the Rob Zombie one. I think they tried to. 
I think they try to remake the original. Man, they try to remake the first three movies. I think they. Yeah, that was uh, that was Rob Zombie. God, they were awful. Um, <laughs> God, that was uh, that was a hard watch. I think I watched the second one. And I was like, oh my god, what is? It? They tried to you know have Michael Myers speaking and stuff as a child and doing weird things, and I was like. I give up. I tried to actually. Funny enough, I tried to watch Halloween Resurrections last night. I was fucking going through Netflix and thought, let's uh, let's give us a batch because remember that was one of my Buster Rhymes in it. And it was supposed to be funny. I got the first like five yeah. minutes. You know, Laurie strode in the cell and hiding the drugs in the teddy bear, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I just I went and watched Hannibal instead. Much better yeah. movie. Uh, but yeah, it was a, <laughs> that was a struggle. Um, I think what it is, I can't decide whether he's either make him human and there are for the limitations of a human, or make him an inhuman monster. But make up your mind. Stop skirting between the two. You know, just yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, the newest one is actually all the final final the final destination. That's the newest one. It's like they're that one. They that one. They just need to end too. I mean, oh, there's Jesus, like a... I said, there that was a had a great storyline. But you're running out of you're running out of people to you know, we always count people off. Like you're running out of details. Stop it. Yeah, it's just yeah. becoming like action movies. You know, just the uh, go for the sh- uh, the explosions and the kills and um, just make it ridiculous. Uh, I remember the first the first final destination was great. I enjoyed that. The rest kind of just melded yes. together into sort of movie soup of stuff and. Uh, Give up, and that's what that's what really frustrates me. One good idea, and that can last forever. Just leave it there. Go and do something else, and that that'll keep you, especially in horror, because we're all nerds. We'll stick with something for 20, 30 years. That's just the nature of the the beast. the The fickle audience will kind of fly by, but when you start making it into a franchise and just kill it, it's just, uh yeah. I mean, thankfully they've. You know they've had their. Thankfully, they haven't tried to remake uh, *Signs of Alliance*. Luckily, they, they've just left it that one as it is. That one last year is a, one of the best movies there is out there. That's what I said. I watched *Hannibal* last night. I, I, like I said, I tried *Halloween Resurrections*. Gave up after five minutes, and I had *Hannibal* queued up, and I'm like, I'm going for this. And that's actually one of the best horror sequels ever. Like the way, even yes, even like though they had to change um, Jodie Foster, Julianne Moore, which was um, both great actresses. You know, I've always had a soft spot for Judy Foster. You know, uh, over the years, but uh, Julianne Moore really pulled it off. Um, great, great setup for a movie. You know, it just it followed on wonderfully. Um, I wasn't a fan of Hannibal Rising. Was that the one, the prequel? I think so. I don't think I watched that one. I think I've, I watched Hannibal. I think I watched that one. Um, they made him an East German or something. You know, it was really, really strange. Hmm. I or think I must, think I must have missed that one. Don't, I must have missed right. that one. I think well, I watched, you're in uh, a good place. Don't go looking for it. Don't open that door. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two movies, okay? That's it. Forget the rest. Because <laughs> honestly, um, uh, it was a you know what I mean they made it a prequel. It was just awful. It was like destroyed, destroyed his entire character. You know, just uh, oh no, yeah. And I hate that. And there's too much of that. You know, it's like they write themselves into a corner and then they just uh, hit it with a hammer and hope something comes out and then destroy everything. Mm. You know, you beat something with a hammer too much, it breaks. <laughs> so, actually, just we'll, we'll try and go back to writing again. Um, how do you avoid, when you've seen all this here, uh, the way the sort of mainstream does it, in fact, how are you going to protect your work? If you're wanting Amara to become a movie, how are you going to stop that from happening? Or do you not care? Just get the money and run, and then dissociate yourself. Um, that was a hard one right there. But I have to, like I said, if I were to do it, I would still have to go and like have make sure the contract says that I had the rights for it, well, full rights to it. I would actually want to actually work with the filmmakers to actually produce it. And I want to, I don't want to say, okay, you know, here is it, make this, get money. No, I want to actually involved in it you know uh that's you know then that's i mean how i mean he could read it and stuff like that but how you know the full logistics of it unless you actually have the offer actually in there giving you hands like this is how it's supposed to be not this way you know it's i mean 
he can read a book and then he can, you know, interpret your way. But what if you want it done with how it's supposed to be, you know? I mean, so I would, if I were actually ever do it, I would actually have to have most of their whole rights so that, you know, they can't go and like remake the movie from it, you know, or something. Like, you know. Yeah, because Mara, Mara has like three stories to it. That's pretty much it so far after that one. Um, there might be more but different ones, you know, but there's three stories. That's it. One, two, three. Once it's please like please that, tell me you're not going to do the George R.R. R. Martin and people. I'll finish it. I'll finish it. Go away. You're being horrible. I'll finish it. I'll finish it. Boing, bites in the top lane. Uh, go on. No, I'll do this random thing as well. I'll write another prequel. I'll finish it. <laughs> don't, don't do that to people. That's uh, really mean. <laughs> no, but uh, do you believe that it's important to protect your work at what point does you know um, the money aspect and the credit as a not the credit oh my god i'm sorry i'm having a brain fart your authenticity as an artist um I'll, the word will pop into my head in about five minutes and i'll just scream it out but do you know what i mean uh, you don't compromise yourself as an artist as opposed to making a living from your work how do you balance that um, I guess I mean, nothing, I mean, I guess like, you know, obviously once you write it, it's copyrighted, but like, I, haven't, like, I don't really, I, none of my work is actually like, you know, I don't actually pay for a copyright, you know, it's kind of have to, you know, hope is, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's like, you know, cause like Amara was already, somebody already tried doing that already, already, but like I said, I had to pretty much step away from it. Um. If you were to Google it, it's there's one of them where it pops up as with Ingram Sparks. It shows up, but there's no author to it, just an editor. There's like my they actually edited my they actually edited my cover. They removed my name on there, and there's no and there's a uh, no name for author. It's just it's out there, um, which is probably half the reason why I pulled it from the shelf. Um, the original Amara is not cannot be found so much unless they actually have it. Um, like I said, but I tried. Calling Ingram Sparks, and they're like uh, to change it, and I'll say this is mine. And I'll like, well, do you have the numbers for? Do you have the the count numbers and stuff like that? I'm like, um, no, this is not mine. You know, it's they you can clearly look at your you know the book and say, oh, they edited the name out. There's no there's no author. There's nothing. You know, it's like so. Uh, and unfortunately, Google's kind of slow. They haven't caught up with it because uh, they so sold the original cover or the one I remade. Um, they added some special different you know background to it. The second one, which is a one that you should be looking for, um, that one unfortunately does not appear on Google at all yet. Still, I've been trying my hardest to search it every single day, which helps you know get the the web crawlers out there. But unfortunately, they they still grab the original cover. <laughs> I don't. Well, we have the proper links in the description for people to go and look at, and I make yes. sure that we share out the proper one because <laughs> um, that's what it's all about. So keep. <laughs> Keep in touch here, folks. We we keep you right. We'll point you in the right place. Um, <laughs> is that something you can go into? Because it's interesting. That if that's your experience with a publisher, and it's obviously it turned out to be, I'm guessing a bit of a negative one. Is that something you can talk about, or is it a subject best left alone? What about the uh, Ingram Sparks? Mean about that publisher? Mean? Yeah. Are you referring to them, or um, like I said, I keep going into a little detail. Like I said, but I mean. Um, just, uh, I'm just interested in hearing your experience. Obviously, that didn't work out, and you're still having repercussions of problems. Um, it'd just be interesting to how it all developed. But if that's something that you don't want to go into, I'm, you know, I mean, there's no worries. I, I can, I can go into it. Like I said, I just a lot of times people ask about Ingram Sparks they they should go through it. I say no, don't do it. If you're gonna do it, go for Amazon. Why spend uh, eighty dollars to publish your work? We you can publish it through Amazon and Smashwords for like free. And do the same stuff. And like I said, I mean, in my terms, if if you as a company that's willing to just you know roll under doubt that someone actually stole your work, they edited, you know, they actually stole your work. You can tell because the cover is actually edited, this cut, you know. Um, the actually being, you know, I know how to do it. So I'm, I'm a graphic designer, so I know all, all that stuff. You know, um, if I can find a bunch of people's work, I could do that one, but I'm not, don't don't do it because you're not supposed. To do but I mean if your company that you know says okay we're willing to if someone actually tells that one um if you're willing to do do that then what what, what does that says about your company you know your so company charged you to, they charged you they, they, they charged me but like I said but 
if by some chance that that book that's actually is selling, I don't get any money from that book because it's not mine. Somebody, somebody else literally created an Ingram Sparks account and put my book on there. Oh, flip, oh. Because I found, I, I Google my, I Google myself every day for the sake of getting more, you know, actually that's a secret, you know, Google yourself. If you want to, you want to get, increase yourself, get a knowledge panel, all this stuff, stuff, the secret is to Google yourself every day. Because oh, that get the algorithm. web powers to find your stuff. God, I can barely stomach myself now without Googling myself as well. <laughs> I have to look at myself every day. I don't want to start typing in the computer and seeing what other people say about me. Oh, see that shit head. Pretty much, I pretty much I Google Amara and then my name all the time. It gets, I have a lot, a lot, of, a lot of hits from it all the time for just doing that every single day because, like I said, it teaches them to go look for it. Um, so that's the secret, you know, if you want to get a, because a lot of people, um, I worked for a while. I was working work in New York City. Most um, matches. All right. Oh, I think we've frozen there. Um, hopefully, we're still going ahead. Ah, technology. It's broken again. Ah, okay, it's ah there you are. To find it. No. Sorry, Tristan. We, uh, we froze there for a second. Um, I don't think my internet's playing nice. Oh. Okay. That must right, be yeah, um. That. that must be horrendous. So they actually have your work stolen. You know. Um, uh, how did you pick yourself up from that? Because to me, I'd just throw the teddy bear in the corner. You know, I mean, if somebody did that to me, I'd just be like, you know what? Is this even worth it? It's pretty much like I said. That's pretty much why I had to do because, like I said, I mean, if you get to get these that to, to get it off fully, you have to go and. Contact uh, contact Amazon, which is a pain in the butt to contact Amazon, and then from there you have to see what rights they have. You know, like if they would actually go because you have to find legal, obviously, which costs extra money, more money than the same. Well, who knows? Since I'm actually selling it, if they're selling it or not. Like I said, if they are, it kind of sucks because I'm losing the money from it. But on the other hand, um, they have the original one, which uh, you know, this thing the added stuff I added to it, but which made it a little better, but. Like I said, we, I would have to go and like talk to Am, uh, Amazon, see what rights they had, what they were willing to fight for, you know, which they oh, probably wouldn't fun. because it'd be too much for them. No, so I pretty much said screw it, and I moved on from it. You know, like I said, I changed, I changed the cover, I took the old off the shelf, uh, I added stuff to Amara to make it even better, because the first round I had some people saying, you know, it kind of didn't give you no. Know, uh, yeah, I didn't get enough, get enough background, so which is where the prologue came up. Um, so I, I, I was have to say the second one's a lot better than the first one is. Uh, but as it was my first published book, you know, it's gonna happen. They're gonna have, I could create, you know, I could make it as much as good, good though. But um, definitely the second one is definitely way better now. But you know, I mean, if I shared my, if I shared my original, original manuscript, it'd be kind of funny because the ending is all different, all wrong. Well, at least you're able to pick so. yourself up and move forward from it, because that's—I um, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm still naive. I probably am, but I just believe in just do right by people. You know, just be honest. I'm still of the era of gentleman's handshake. You know what I mean? Um, if you're going to go into business or work with someone, just be decent. You don't need to screw people yeah. over to get ahead. I just. When there's somebody's like, especially hyper competitive people, you know, they don't know when to switch it off. And they'll push you down the stairs. And people like that, I just can't be around for too long. Do you know what I mean? I can, I, I try to get on with a lot of people. You know, I, I treat everybody as an individual. But those sort that just can't always have to win at everything, I just find exhausting. But in terms of business, you know what I mean? You don't need the dirty tricks. There's enough of a customer base out there. There's a way to treat people right. And there's a way to collaborate. I love... Uh, you. you Obviously, we were work, working together for over a year now, I think. We've been going for nearly two years now, but uh, you're one of the first uh, contributors to the show. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So you've yeah. been involved. You've seen this podcast, you know, and I'd like to think we'll have some integrity. And that was the word I was looking for. There you go, folks. <laughs> you'd drop in, uh, pop in eventually. But it's not hard to act <laughs> with integrity. It's not hard just to be decent to people and then get people yeah, to be no, decent that's, back. That's, uh, yeah, I mean...
Yeah, yeah that's not the one. That's not that hard at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how I agree with it too. It's just no, I mean, like I said, we're all, you know, in business together, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be money. It's just pat in the back. Um, give somebody a lift up. You might get a lift up in the future. We have a good arrangement here. You know, people provide excerpts from novels. We create content. It's a, a symbiotic relationship, you know what I mean? The bigger this channel gets, the bigger, the more reach our authors get. You know, it's not hard. There's nothing sneaky or sinister behind it. And I don't understand why people then have to be... Uh, like there's a, I don't know if you saw the petition recently at uh, Amazon. I shared it on my profile. Uh, so people are basically going into Kindle. I don't think I saw that one. So people are basically going into Kindle, borrowing a book, reading it, and then returning it and getting a full refund. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, that's just yes. dirty. You know, that is. Yeah, that's that's chance. That's that's also not right. Yeah. Into the bookstore, stealing the book, sticking it in your pocket, and then coming back and asking for a refund, saying you don't have a receipt. It's just to me that's there's no need for. I know people have different financial uh, situations. You know, I mean, some people are more affluent than others. That's just life. But there's no need to go out and actually screw other people over or steal if you don't. Yeah. If you can't afford something, just don't do it. You know what I mean? Or wait. In fact, you'll. You'll learn, you know what I mean? If you have to save up for something and scrimp, you'll value it more. Uh, I don't know, what is it about today that people just feel it's okay to do that sort of stuff the minute they get a chance to screw someone over? And then I've heard, and thankfully nobody we deal with, but among the booktubers, you know, book reviewers, they seem to be the worst culprits for it. So they're, mm. they're borrowing books, they're reviewing it to get content, they're pretending to be friends of authors, and then they're pulling dirty tricks by... Uh, send it back via Kindle. And I'm like, what the heck? There's two levels there. There's somebody pretending to have integrity and actually be a fan of independent authors. And then they're doing dirty tricks like that. They're screwing people over. It's absolutely disgusting. It's just your story just reminded yeah. me of that. And I'm like, what, what goes through people's minds? Yeah, I know. It's definitely not good. I don't know. It's, it's, I try... You know, I try to work with work with people that I know that you know are not that way. You know, I haven't really, I haven't actually done, never, I haven't paid for anybody to actually review my book at all. So, you know, no, and I know some um, people do, but yeah, because that's that's a non-review. Now, I've given away free copies. I'm sure you have as well. You know, it's that's fair, but actually paying somebody for a review, that's that's kind of loading games. It's the same as the artists, you know, the bigger yeah. ones that buy a hundred thousand singles, you know, in the download charts to bump their sales up. You know, what I mean, it's just like. You're false nerd. You're just uh, dirty tactics, and in the end, everything comes out in the wash. Yeah. So if that's the way you do business, and that's the way you conduct yourself, well, guess what? You're going to get caught out because you're rolling the dice every time you play those dirty tricks. You're rolling the dice, and eventually, you're going to get snake eyes. It's going to bite you. But uh, yeah, no account for folks. Luckily, touch wood. <laughs> this has been a positive experience here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And people like yourself that we keep working with and supporting each other you know i mean that's what it's all about um there's no need yeah. for dirty tactics i just i don't get it it's mental so apart from getting your work uh stolen from you and people actively trying to screw you over what other challenges have you faced as an independent author because you've already uh you've already loaded the scales up there you know what i mean <laughs> um other than that it's pretty much just marketing my book you know it's not that easiest to market people because you know, like i said i mean yeah you gotta get people to actually follow you to actually get the books out there i mean they just because you they just because they see it doesn't mean they're gonna buy it initially and um unless you have tons of cash it's harder to market for out there you know like you know, i'm learning myself trying to get you know extra stuff i'm trying to make a teaser that looks like those teasers they make you know in front of movies to get the uh added stuff right now but like i said it's, it's not easy uh you know, to get your market to market yourself, your books out there for for people to actually start reading it. Yeah, I've tried it's that myself, and it's it's trying to keep everything short and sharp. And the problem is, if you want to go into detail and you want to go into things, but uh, it's hard to get everything into a soundbite, and that's what people want now. They want a ten second soundbite that'll convince them, and they don't want to be challenged. You know what I mean, they want to think they're getting vanilla ice cream. You know, that's just the way of the world, which is it's kind of sad, but. 
you just gotta just gotta keep plugging the depths and hopefully um, working together and with other guys. That's why I always ask, you know, other authors support one other person, just even if it's sharing a post. If you support one other author or another creator, they're not a competitor. You you scratch someone's back, you yeah. don't know when that's going to. It mightn't be a. You know, I mean, it's not this click immediate effect. You mightn't get it back straight away, but if you help someone else out, you don't know when that's going to come around. Even if they just mention you, oh, there's Tristan. He's he's good. He helped me. He shared a few posts. Great, and you don't know who hears that. You know, like I said, this whole thing of having to destroy other people just to get yourself ahead. It's. Uh, it's madness. You ever heard that saying? You know, be careful who you stand on the way up, because you'll meet them on the way back down again. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. There's a reason those uh, sort of sayings uh, hold true to today. You know, it's it's so true, and we've seen it now. It doesn't matter how big people get, you're just one incident away from falling, or just one mistake, or you know, yeah. one bad review or something. You know what I mean? It just nothing's set in stone. Even people that are trying to gatekeep. Uh, which is why, once again, I'm a major proponent for independent creators because the big corporations who haven't twigged on have lost sight of what people actually want are trying to stop creators and they're trying to play all the tricks of the day. But in the end, we just keep... If you stay true to yourself and keep plugging ahead, we'll all get there. And it doesn't matter what level, you know, as long as you have satisfaction at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what's important. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I've, yeah, it's just the whole sad, sad thing is that, you know, you find out in a lot of groups that, you know, that, you know, that the authors are against each other and saying, you know, we're all, do, we're all in the same game together. We're all creating the same, we're, create, we're all creating content to help people get away from, you know, the world, you know. Have you in found? In my case, obviously, I'm done, you know. In my case, I'm trying to scare people to get them, you know, the extra edge of the fear. But I mean, the same thing is, you know, they're taking, taken away from their actual life, you know, but, you know. <laughs> have you had that sort of because I know when I see it I dip straight out when I see acting on the group I'm out of that group you know what I mean I just don't interact or if I see somebody doing something thankfully there's only been once or twice somebody's tried to go at me directly and I just you know bat them off no interest but if you had that yourself have you people had people actually arguing with you or going after you just because you followed your path um, I have, but no, actually, but it's just like, it's like some, some stuff you find in comments of, of sections you see it where they're attacking each other, but, um, no, I haven't really, I myself, I haven't really found it from, you know, besides obviously the stuff that happened with the, you know, Ingram, but other than that, like I said, from actual authors, I haven't really seen it, and also, like I said, I don't, I don't post, so I post my stuff, like, uh, when, you know, when they ask for it and stuff like that, but I don't, like, I don't fully talk to everybody all the time, I'm, you know, I mean, if you, it's kind of hard to do full football marketing. It's kind of hard to market yourself and then still write, you know, like, you know, there's, I've been told at least, at least to me, you know, they, they, people are wanting to use one the second book. Uh, so like right now I'm writing this, like, like, it's like, like writing like three, three books at the same time right now. So, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. I'm wanting the second book, you know, and I'm one sitting right here waiting for it. It's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like once the second book book, book, book yeah, like it's gonna be out for a little bit because it's gonna take time. I'm still yeah. trying to work on the my first book, my second book. I was writing. <laughs> you are doing the George, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a trampoline out the back of me bouncing the egg, going, "Yes, I'll get it ready one day." <laughs> like you know, with uh, my second book redacted, I'm actually like reached out to like the law agencies to get actual like truth, and like I said, we're. That's where it's taking some time because, you know, they don't answer questions right away. It's harder to find people. Like, you know, when right now I'm looking for a white hat hacker, which um, is a little bit harder to uh, get because they're not going to go and explain themselves to um, try to get the actual extra knowledge so that make my book more real, which adds the fear to it. Um, you know? Are you familiar with scam beaters? Well, with red, like I said, with red acting, uh, it's a. Uh, the killer is actually a hacker. So no, no, but are you familiar with your, all your company? Are you familiar with uh, scam baiters? No. Right. So look up the likes of uh, scammer payback. Uh, it's a guy called Pierogi. Um There's. Do you know what I'll do after this? I'll I'll send you some links of another live stream to jump up straight after this. But um, before I go to say, I'll send you some links. <laughs> These are guys that basically the the hack, but they're on YouTube and they're basically you know the sort of 
a lot of scam centers like um, the Amazon scam ad and the you know the refund scams and all that, and they're busy taking down their computers. Mm-hmm. So you might have an inroads with one of those guys because they're quite open about what to do, and they're doing it for the right cause. Okay. They're basically trying to stop people getting scammed, you know, and have saved thousands of victims. You know, what I mean, they actually, you know, what I mean, they they'll rip out the person's, the scammer's call list, and they'll actually call the victims and say, you're being scammed right now, don't go and get those uh, Target cards or Walmart, you know what I mean, don't get the gift cards, don't do this. Um, yeah. So that might be an inroad. Um, go and talk to those guys. And I think okay. be, they've got communities and all, so you can go on Discord or, um, what's that other one, Twitch. So you can go on Twitch. Maybe yeah, Twitch, yeah. You can DM them and, you know, get a conversation going and explain what you're about. So rather than going for the guys that are doing things illegally, you know, I mean, these guys, they're, they, they kind of know when to draw the line, but they can talk to you about techniques. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually, I was actually going, going for the for the legal. I'm going for the, the investigators. That's that's that's, that's they they don't talk as well. I mean, like I said, I've I lucked out that I actually got um, there's a, a corner in Los Angeles that asked asked so answer some questions for mine. So I mean, so I got lucky there, but like. The actual like hacking part, I haven't, uh, I haven't really found a white person. Uh, you know, what, what, like I said, like that. So they think I should might help me out. Um, because like I said, there's, I'm trying to make it real because like you know to show people that you know just watch your back because uh, it takes just so much little that you know they can actually seriously like you know mess with you. I mean, the new TVs they have a camera there, so you can they can get hacked into your computer, you can get hacked into all these things, and they can actually watch you. So like that's you know, uh. That kind of adds more fear to it because you know, I mean, that's what I was trying to get at. It was like, you know, the redacted, the perfect victims, especially it could be like a cat or mouse, or, you know, chase where there's no place for them to hide because they're everywhere they can be seen, watched. Yeah, because places not every camera around. That's, that's why I'm always willy nilly. I try to keep sanitized devices, if that makes sense. So if this is actually a separate computer I do this stuff on. So somebody will ring me or message me and ask a question about something. I'm like, hold on, I need to go to my other computer. And I try not to have, because Google's the worst. It wants to link to everything. And it's like, do you want me to share your password with all devices? I'm like, no! Yeah, don't do yeah, that. yeah, no, like, do you want me to save this password under the, the cloud? I'm like, no! Unless somebody wants to break into my bank account and put some money in, you know, when the baby take pity on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, that's the whole problem. You know, we got our smartphones and like, you know, I was like, <clears throat> the only people only realize, you know, how much, uh, you know, with the uh, hacking stuff like that, my voice is getting screwed up for some reason. Um, <laughs> but with the uh, hacking, you know, it's like so much they can get into now with, uh, you know, Siri and all that stuff, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> once again, why can't that be horror? Do you know what I mean? There's, <laughs> there's no reason it's a, a pervasiveness into your life, so absolutely it can be horror. So so explore it and be looking forward to checking that out. So Redacted's on the go. What else have you got uh, in terms of projects? You said you've three. Uh, well, the second book of Amara. Well, that's the sign we're still working on right now. Um, like I said, that one has that series. There's three stories to it. There's that one, and then there's the third one, which, like I said, the third one. Uh, after I write the second one, I'll probably have more people wanting the third one because the, third, the second one, I'll be ending with a with a with a major major uh, cliffhanger. So, which I tend to do a lot of times. I'm good at su- adding suspense to it stuff. So, uh, that's the one that people will probably be pushing me to the third one because I will be ending it in a really shocking way. The second one will be. Even more than the first one, so Fantastic. at least the first one I gave a little backstory afterwards, you know, gave a little extra stuff. But um, the second book is going to be ended right at the actual climax, uh, right at the cliffhanger, and that's it. Be nothing else, nothing else afterwards, just right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, but definitely... and then, uh, I'm also writing a thriller slash romance, um, which is about vampires, pretty much. So, all right, um, I'm thinking Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, I don't think I'll see that now. <laughs> Matt Smith and, um, oh god, yeah. was Richard Danson up? I think Richard Danson might have been up. God, it's been years ago, sorry, I was just thinking, 
Pride and Prejudice for Zombies. That was a mental movie. It was actually it was one I thought I was going to hate and I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, but the main way I watched it was actually, you know, it was like pretty much a cross between, um, Amara is pretty much the best, best way, the best way to describe it is it's a cross between the Matrix and like Pennywise. It, you know, that's pretty much what the whole series is about, Mike. And like I said, I mean, uh, it helps you actually might reread the book a couple of times in case you miss anything because there's a lot of inside stuff that's going on. I like to make people think. So, Great. fantastic. Well, thanks very much for coming on board. Uh, like I said, you've been with us for ages and it's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully, we'll continue on into the future. And really looking forward to your next work. Um, folks, make sure that you uh, check uh, the description. Sorry, I've written something else. Never mind, I'm just having a brain fart. Yep, make sure you check the description where you can follow Tristan, keep up with his works. Uh, obviously, he's been featured in Horrific Tales. Uh, check those out. Uh, great, great insight into what his uh, works are. And make sure you buy his books. Don't steal them. And uh, <laughs> yes. that's never good. <laughs> no. And uh, if you stay on, I'll be jumping on the Haunted Grove in about 10 minutes' time. So until next time, folks, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.